Sheriff, you know that show Scrubs? The, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You remember the theme song, right? Oh, yeah. It has something to do with, you know... Um... Well, it's iconic, really. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't do this all on my own. No, I know. Yeah, I'm know. no... Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I don't think you've got this. I mean, I can't be one, I can't be ten out of ten on every single one. I'm not like some sort of freaking Superman or something. But, but that's it. You know, sometimes I wonder if you purposely don't remember things just to annoy me. Yes, I do, Gerald. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you don't even know my name. Sometimes when people are getting a little too chummy, I like to call them by the wrong name just to let them know where they really stand. Where do I really stand? We're just workplace accomplices. That's actually a reference to one of my favorite shows. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good show? segue to what we're talking about today. Okay, what's the reference? Because I don't get it. You, I thought you would have seen this. It's Parks and Rec. Oh, I started to watch it. And I haven't really... Like, the first season was kind of hard to get through, which I know people tell me that. I don't know. I thought it was good. No, no, I've, I've heard it's good, but I've heard the first season can be kind of tough to get through when you first started. That's just all I've heard. I, 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 never I need to go back. That. I need to go back to it. Well, it's interesting anyway, you have the wrong opinion. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Sheriff. Yeah? Hey, Todds. Welcome to Nonsensical Brilliance, the <laughs> did podcast. You, did you address me and then just talk to someone else? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I need you to stop talking. <laughs> you hey, just Todds. Say, hey, shut up for a second. Hey, Sheriff. Yeah, yeah? Hey, Todds. Welcome back to the <laughs> Nonsensical Brilliance. I hate you. The podcast, hosted by me, Marcus, and with me as always is my co-host with the mo-host, uh, a sheriff. That, that, that's me. That's him. I'm the guy that he addressed um, and just left in the This in the episode's going to be a fun one, not just because of the topic, but we are a little bit loopy. Boy, oh boy. Dude, Dude yes. I have not slept properly for like a month. Oh, same here. Dude, high five. How, how are we going to do that over the... I'll put Just, in a sound effect. Yeah. You uh, high five. Nice. That was nice. Clean. Nice and clean. Um, well, Sheriff, it's so funny that you bring up Parks and Rec. Do you know why that is so funny? Oh, I'm not so sure why. Is it because the show is funny and actually a good show? And because you're wrong. Is it because it could potentially be considered a sitcom or also known as a situational comedy? Yes. This I, I oh man, now that I think about it, it is a situational comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Todd's today we are talking about situational commodities. Um I say it differently each time. <laughs> <laughs> situational Shh. Commodities are actually one of my favorite things to watch on. Yeah, yeah, I love I love commodities online or uh, on the actual flat screen that I have downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great watching uh, comedies on on a flat screen TVs. It's gonna be real um, difficult coming up with different variations on. Comedy. Yeah, no, I think we should probably stop while we're ahead. <laughs> um, 
so uh todd's we were talking about this actually pretty recently sheriff and i because we were we like to talk about shows in general and things that we both have interest in and i was mentioning to sheriff off the podcast that recently like we were talking about the beginning of the episode i've actually been re-watching uh scrubs and uh what to me one of the best shows on tv ever in my opinion it's one of the best ones especially it started in 2001 and went for nine seasons uh really eight, eight seasons. really eight seasons we're gonna ignore the ninth um <laughs> but uh so the early 2000s it was one of the best shows on tv and and so we started talking about it off off the uh off the podcast and we thought well hey you know what are some of the greatest sitcoms um that have been on tv uh past or present and we we talked about what makes them so different we talked about and and thankfully not into great detail because we realized that this would be a great episode but also uh what are the differences what are the what what makes them successful what makes them cringy if they are still successful really stick with you and make you keep watching what makes it because i feel like sitcoms in particular are are what people have coined now bingeable sure like i can i can put on a sitcom and like let it run there for ages whether as background noise or like actively watching i mean it's they're really easy to watch they're really easy to consume well uh so that brings us to today's episode which is actually going to be a part one of a three-part series all about you guessed it situational commodities documentaries Yes. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so w- this is going to be the first part. Um, and this one's going to be a lot about what a situational comedy is. We're going we're gonna to highlight a couple co- uh, sitcoms that stood out to us, both past and present. And then we're also going to talk about writing styles. This is something that we both um, – talk about kind of what makes like we said before what makes a situational comedy stick with somebody and so that's what this episode is going to be about Uh, part two and three are going to be different and it's going to be totally it's going to be about the same subject but just different sub subjects so sheriff i have the definition of a sitcom would you like to hear it i I mean i suppose it would probably be a good thing to centralize the podcast sure go ahead so uh according to wikipedia which, you know, we absolutely can trust them. A sitcom, which is a shortened term for situational comedy, as we mentioned earlier, is a, yes, is a genre of comedy centered on a fixed set of characters who carry over from episode to episode. Sitcoms can be contrasted uh, or contrasted with sketch comedy, where a troupe may use new characters in each sketch, and stand-up comedy, where a comedian tells jokes and stories to the audience. So it's, a, it's the opposite of those two things. Um, sitcoms actually ar- originated on radio, uh, but today are mostly found on television as one of its dominant narrative forms. You see, that's um, really interesting to me because I never got into the whole, uh, you, know, you know those like radio shows, like, I don't know, teleshows or whatever they were? Like sure. sure, they were way before our time, but they they sound pretty much like what podcasts are these days. So we're essentially, if we had kind of, kind of, a lot of podcasts do have like characters that are the same, and technically they carry over from episode to episode. 
like what well, like one of our favorite podcasts hello from the magic tavern would i would exactly. i would probably call a podcast sitcom yeah that's that's exactly the example i was going to bring up so i'm sorry i stole that from me would you like to do that well it's already done well i can rewind yeah so one of one of the best examples that i know of is is a oh like hello the magic tavern the podcast we listen to Oh no! Are you, I did are it you, again. Are you happy now? Are you? I happy? did it again. You've stolen my my thunder twice now. I did. You know, I just should I go I mean, back in I time one more time. Here. Third time. Will it be charm. worth it? <laughs> Would it be worth it? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Is that well, a good like of... reverse sound? Mm. I don't even know. Is that good? I don't know. I've never reversed time before. <laughs> I can, I'm going to listen back to this and like think, oh, I sound like an idiot. Go ahead. <laughs> Which works for me either way. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, one of my favorite examples of a sitcom on podcast form is, is something called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is uh, a mm. podcast we both enjoy. And um, it's, a, it's a very it good uses podcast. the same set of yeah, it uses the same set of characters, and they do comedic things from episode to episode. So technically, it, it perfectly fits uh, a modern example of a sitcom that would be in the radio, but is now on more. back in like the fifties and things like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly, which I think is super cool, and I kind of want to go and see if there are any interesting situational comedies on radio that are like archived somewhere. That could Probably. be really cool. I'm sure we can. I actually, I have a couple examples I can bring, give to you here in a little bit. But um, so here's further into the definition: a situational comedy television program may be recorded in front of a studio audience, depending on the program's production format. Uh, the effect of a live studio audience can be imitated or enhanced by using a laugh track, which we will be talking about in a future um, part. Um, uh, um, during filming productions, the laugh track is usually pre-recorded. Now, here's where it comes to an interesting uh, thing for me um, that I would like to ask uh, some questions about. Critics disagree over the utility of the term sitcom in classifying a show uh, that have come in since the turn of the century. Many contemporary American sitcoms use a single camera setup, which I will read the definition of in a minute, and do not feature a laugh track thus often resembling the dramedy shows of the 1980s and 1990s rather than a traditional sitcom. Uh, other topics of debate have included whether or not cartoons such as The Simpsons or Family Guy uh, or what we would say more recently shows like Rick and Morty, uh, whether they could be classified as sitcoms. So those are two points I want to talk about. And, here's the, and we're going to get to the first part, uh, a single camera setup. Um, single camera setup. Well, I mean, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's a right, single but camera. In <laughs> right, it's just a single camera. You don't have like the same kind of cuts that yeah. you would typically have uh, in a lot of shows that we see nowadays. Yeah, no um, different angles and whatnot. So the first question is, do you see, do, would you consider a sitcom um, to be something that is still without that single camera setup? That's the first question. You know, shows like, for a good example, I'm, we could talk about, uh, like, where is it? I have a list of these, like, I Dream a Genie or I Love Lucy. Um, like those really old ones? Right. Yeah. Or even more recent ones like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Seinfeld. A lot of those uh, are ones that would I would argue, I'm pretty sure Seinfeld used a single camera. Let's find out. 
Um, but as for example, would you call those um, sitcoms that don't have those kind of things? Would you would you argue that if they don't have a single camera, that they're still considered a sitcom? I think that the use of a single camera gives that that impression, that kind of feeling that you are in the audience, like you are sitting there in the in the bleachers, in the in the auditorium, watching this play out in front of you. I think that if you give many cuts you know, increase the production value a little bit, whatever you would call it, and, you know, add cutaways and all this stuff. It does kind of take away from it. But I think that one of my favorite shows kind of accomplishes this well. Um, and I'm not sure if you would agree with this, honestly, based on the definition here. Uh, but one of my favorite shows, Arrested Development, does have right. this, you know, many, like it has a lot of different cameras, you know, they're there. That's something I actually I have on my list. Certain. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that it does have multiple cameras and it does, you know, right. have different smash, you know, it doesn't have, it has cuts, it has different angles, it has all this jazz, but it still, I think, uh, maintains that sitcom definition. Okay. Um, so we, us personally, could argue for different type of camera styles still being considered a sitcom. Yeah, for me, I think it's more um, centralized around the the first part of the definition where, you know, it has to be a fixed set of characters that, you know, get themselves into comedic situations. Over and episode to episode. Comedy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then here comes my next big question. Uh, would you consider cartoons uh, as situational comedies? Uh, do you feel like it, it, it takes it away from being a sitcom if it's being animated? Well, think about it this way. What if we took a sitcom and animated it? Would it okay. still be a sitcom? Like if we animated Seinfeld? Yeah. Like what if you animated an episode of Seinfeld? I mean, I guess, I mean, that's a great question. Um, yeah. Probably. I have, kind of, have to kind of see an example of that. Because, like, you know, you've seen some shows, like parody shows like Family Guy or The Simpsons or any of those, you know, big, you know, run, like gag type TV shows that have done, I'm sure one of those has done a parody of Seinfeld or a parody of a sitcom. And, you know, they've slapped the laugh track in, they've had that stationary camera angle, they've done all that stuff. And uh, I'm, I feel like it would achieve the same sort of feel as a sitcom, just, you know, with a different medium. Now, this is, a, we're not going to delve too deep into this question for you, because we're going to talk about it in another part. Mm -hmm. But, how do you feel about audiences slash laugh tracks? Do you feel like those don't really matter either way? Because if you think about it, the first time we've, we've ever witnessed a sitcom, as they pointed out in this article, is actually from radio, where you wouldn't have a live audience or you wouldn't have a laugh track. Yeah. Uh, would you make the argument that as nice as it could be to have a live audience or a laugh track, depending on how you feel about those, would you argue that that doesn't define a sitcom? I think it is a characteristic of sitcoms, but is it a defining But it's not necessary. Factor? I don't think so. Because again, let's go back to Arrested Development. It does not have any laugh track whatsoever. Right. But it does have a, like a, you know, a narrator, which is a little bit different than most TV shows of that ilk. And it works out really well for the style of writing that it has. So for me, if I was to say one thing that defines a sitcom and like necessitates or doesn't necessitate a laugh track or an audience is the writing itself. Like a lot of jokes 
kind of need you to laugh along with them and kind of nudge you in, into there with the you know suggestion of the laugh track or the audience in some cases. I know that a little it's like some modern sitcoms really really rely on that and i don't know if you want to go over that now or if you want to go over that when we're actually going over the laugh tracks but for me it's kind of twofold between the writing style and the actual if there's an audience or not already integrated right well i wanted to uh quickly go over some highlights of a few things i i i compiled a list three different lists i did cartoons because i wasn't sure if we were going to categorize that or not mm -hmm. i have three shows i have questions afterwards for and then uh actually sorry i have four tabs i, I lied to you oh i have God. recent recent ones and i have classic ones from what i categorize as the early 2000s up into the 60s i think i've got the 2060s oh my god no not the 20s no 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 <laughs> <laughs> like early 2000s to the 60s um and here's the thing we're only gonna we're only gonna highlight a couple but i just wanted to list off a few of sitcoms that i think even if you haven't watched it you've heard of it and you know yeah that's a sitcom kind of thing yeah so, a lot of them are super iconic of their times right so what i'm going to do sheriff is i'm actually if you don't mind um i'm going to go through this list that i have pulled together of the older sitcoms now what I want you to do for me, because I'm okay with talking about any of these, what I want you to do is if once I get through this list of just saying the ones that we kind of like are classics, mm -hmm. uh, name a couple off that we can we can pick out and talk about. Um, oh, yeah. I'll let you make those choices. So here's an example of a classic sitcom. Uh, it had a revival in 2017, but it was during the 2000s. It started in 19... 98 excuse me um and went till 2006 before it got a revival which was the show will and grace um will uh -huh. and grace is a show that has been massive over the the years um did you ever watch will and grace i never did no but i've heard it it's definitely a household name when it comes to sitcoms uh, yeah no everyone even like you said like it's one of those shows that even if you haven't watched it you've heard of it kind of thing yeah i've definitely heard it. it's even referenced in other sitcoms <laughs> right absolutely uh another one that's iconic that i'm sure you've seen at least a few episodes of i know i have which is um friends which went from 1994 to 2004 not only have i seen a couple episodes of it i have seen you've seen all of it entirety nice a few times um i feel like that's one we may want to save to talk about then um yeah <laughs> there's a classic show of three's company which had a and another thing we're going to talk about when we get to when we get to the actual discussion is theme songs three's company is one of the most has a famous theme song which is come and knock on my door we've been waiting for you like, they, like that's one thing that's really nice about sitcoms is that they they just have theme songs that are so catchy, and we'll discuss that here in a minute. Is that is that a characteristic of sitcoms in and of itself, or is it? I think I think certain sitcom. I think if you when we go through these sitcoms, you'll start thinking, "Oh yeah, I know that theme song." That really, like, I think you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah, but let, me go, let me go a little bit a, faster. Is it because it's a sitcom, or is it just because they had a good theme song? Well, right. let's talk about that once I get through this list, and we'll and we'll yeah, and I think maybe that. that will help us decide. So, Three's Company went from seventy-seven to eighty-four. Um, that 70s show, that's a classic one, also with a great theme song. Uh, that was from 
1998 to 2006, another good year for sitcoms. Uh, a classic one. Okay. A classic oh. one that I know that you probably haven't seen, but may have heard of, was called Taxi. It was in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, I have heard of that. Danny of DeVito that. was in it. Christopher Lloyd was in it. Andy Kaufman, Carol Kane. A lot of good people were in that show, too. Spin City is a classic 90s to early 2000s with Michael J. Fox. And then later, I've heard of that, yeah. Later, I believe it was who was it that took over after Michael J. Fox came ill? Charlie Sheen. That's who it was. Um, Seinfeld, probably going to talk about that one, so I'm going to leave that up. Classic show uh, from the, uh, I believe, the late 80s into the 90s. That show went on for a long time. Uh, 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 uh. No, it started in 1990 and went for wow. nine seasons. 89. No, it was 89. Okay. So 89 went for nine seasons. Uh, Saved by the Bell, classic, classic Saved by the Bell, early 90s and late 80s. Great show. Sanford and Son. Did you ever watch Sanford and Son? That's a good show. I never was, did watch Sanford uh, and Son. Another theme song. I know the fantastic. theme song. I know the theme song. Do you, know you, why? Do you know why? Why? Because it was referenced in another sitcom. <laughs> Scrubs? No. Um, it was mentioned in Scrubs. Rock. It was also mentioned in Scrubs. It was, yeah, but um, I know it from um, sure. 30 Rock. I, saw, I think I saw that before. Um, Another late Rock. 90s, early 2000s, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I think that's a great sitcom. I yeah, love that, that show. That was like really, that's really like classic that's, sitcom. That's a classic one. Uh, I never really got into this show, but uh, late 80s, early 90s, and then also got a revival, Roseanne. Yeah, I never got into that show either. No, but I, I didn't either, but I know did. it was very popular. It used to come on. It used to come on a lot. In my, I think my yeah. mom liked to watch it, but I did not. Early 2000s, My Name is Earl. That was a classic, too. I've heard that's really good. but It's a very always, good show. I always it hated it when it came on as a kid because it would always come up right when I was about to like try and find <laughs> the cartoons. And yeah. like that was like the sign that the cartoons were over, and now it was... Uh, right, like, you know the the late night TV shows. And sure, stuff. it always made me sad. I'm going to do a double header because these two shows are so similar and so classic: the Munsters and the Adams Family. Was both the same thing? No, they're not the same thing. Did you not know that? Well, I are always assumed that they were kind of. I mean, I've never seen either. The Munsters were like they were actual like they're very similar. Okay, I'm going to give you credit there. They're very similar, <laughs> uh, but the Adams Family, besides from I think Uncle Fester and the Moving Hand, they're all people-esque, while the monsters are actual monsters, like I Dr. Frankenstein's that, like, monster, a werewolf boy. So what I thought was that like the monsters was a TV show and the Adams family was like a care like like they were the, the name of the group of characters in the monsters. No, no, no. Those are totally different shows. Although they did have a crossover <laughs> a crossover episode together. Wow. Um Mork and Mindy which came off of a spinoff from a successful episode on another great sitcom, Happy Days. Mork and oh, Mindy had, had a very, uh, very catchy theme song. Thinking of Happy Days had a great songs. theme song. Yeah. Uh, Mork and Mindy came from Robin Williams, or Robin Williams was in it, along with Pam Dauber. I think that's how you say her name. Dauber? Um, I think. Dauber, I think that's Dauber, right. Mr. Ed, classic Mr. Ed with the horse. Um, yeah. I remember Married, I watched that in, in, in school sometimes. That was a great, that was a good show too. Married with Children, a classic, I believe that was early, no, it was late 80s, another early 90s, or late, it went through the late 80s to the late 90s, so it went for about 10 years, it looks like. Wow. Um, 
let's see malcolm in the middle which is more of a modern one early 2000s maybe listed enough <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna list, list them off now leave it to beaver king of queens that's a great one uh the jeffersons that was a classic man i dream a genie i love lucy uh the honeymooners that's an old old school one and it's one of the like like highlights of sitcoms home improvements uh hogan's heroes green acres that's a personal favorite of mine gilligan's island i'm going to keep that one i want to talk about gilligan's island full house uh fresh prince of bel-air uh i should have kept that one fraser we love fraser we'll talk about fraser family ties is another great classic one family matters everybody loves raymond everybody hates chris different strokes oh that's a good one cheers who doesn't love cheers uh let's see boys meets world that's a good 90s one too bewitched old school uh the yeah. bernie mac show dude the bernie mac show was so good i miss bernie mac he was a great great actor and I then never the, that. i never saw that one you should ever. watch really good things bernie mac shows a very good one and so those so what i'm keeping up right now friends seinfeld and let's do gilligan's island instead of fraser because even though i love fraser i want to do one old school one one 90s one and actually we'll do two 90s ones you see the thing is i've never seen gilligan's island so i can't really talk about it okay well i'll talk about that one but i have um, seen fraser now here's the thing i know this is going to be a little bit more listening but it's not much i just want you to tell me say yes or no and we'll talk about these because you're going to be the one who probably talks more about the early or the more modern ones here's some modern sitcoms 30 rock two broke girls Arrested Development, Big Bang Theory. We're going to talk about that one because I hate it so much. Yeah, Young Sheldon, talk about Young uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a good one. The Goldbergs, yeah. How I Met Your Mother. We might talk about that one. Always Sunny. I actually do want to talk about that one because I have a question about that. Modern Family, which is still going. That's been going since like two thousand. That's been going for so long. My God, uh, what, was it two thousand or was it two thousand? Pretty sure I feel they like have eleven seasons. Oh my goodness. 2009 parks and rec the office we have to talk about the office most recently shit's creek which is a very good show trailer park boys I, I would say that is a sitcom to a certain extent it's more of a mockumentary though so maybe i should take that off two that and a half a man, mockumentary a type of sitcom. that is true because the office mm-hmm, exactly okay and parks so, and rec to a degree yes i agree too all right i will keep the office always sunny big bang theory because we hate it and we're going to do rest development those are more modern these are all in the um, like 2010 and up, I would say, roughly. Yeah, roughly. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Yes. Because I think this is a very important question. What do you, how do you feel when it comes to sitcoms if they involve drama, like as a 50-50 split? That's kind of what I feel Frasier was like. Okay. So I, like I, for example, I, I would say it. I would say like it. here's my example. My two and, biggest and examples of that. Here's my biggest examples of that: Scrubs and Mash. Both medical, both both medical dramas, but they were also comedies. So they have moments of comedy. However, it's a, it's a medical drama, so there's a lot of hardcore kind of seriousness that can get you where it hurts. For some um, reason, Mash was about the military. Well, it is, but it's like it's a medical show. It's it stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. It was, was like it was about doctors during, uh, I believe, Vietnam during the Vietnam War or the Korean War. Was it during wow. the Korean War? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was during the Korean War. So, like, you have a lot of serious kind of like emotions going with that. So, 
when it's a co- situational comedy, you know, very serious tones, like you talk about like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or, or uh, Friends, like you said, those, those shows have some serious tones to them. So do serious tones affect it being a situational comedy? Yeah, I don't think so because that goes uh, that goes along the same. If, if you're going on the Wikipedia page, that goes along the same um, terms as like a dramedy, but with like sim- sitcom elements to it. Okay, so I think a sitcom can have dramatic elements to it. It still fits the 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 trope of a sitcom, but it can have different elements in it. Like for example, how um, The Office, The Parks and Rec have documentary elements in them, but they're still right. Well, okay. Definition. Let me ask you this before we start to wrap up, because I want to, I want you to answer this to the best of your ability. Okay. All right. That this may be not impressive. If you were to compare a show like Friends, which you've seen every episode of, uh-huh. uh, that is in early '90s uh, to, uh, or excuse me, late '90s to early 2000s show, and you compare that to a show like let's let's compare it to Big Bang Theory, right? Both shows have been highly considered to be like, for example, everyone loves Friends. Friends is by far been, I would say, is in the top ten of sitcoms forever. Like it's it's top ten because they just had episode after episode was just solid. Now, of course, you're not going to have everybody loves it, but like when you look at The Big Bang Theory, for example, a show that has been constantly every time I would watch a football game on on the same network on CBS that Big Bang Theory would come out. They'd always say, get ready for the next episode of CBS's number one comedy, Big Bang Theory. And I was like, that's your number one comedy? Like, I that? don't know, man. I don't know. So how would you, so how would you, like for you, you when you look at like the writing, because this one's really supposed to be about writing, right? Uh-huh. Big Bang Theory is well known to be just nerdy references thrown at you with a laugh track. How would you compare that to, as a modern sitcom, to a late 90s sitcom such as Friends. Do you see a difference in writing? Do, do, you, do, you, do you think it's very similar and maybe it's just nostalgia? Now, I, I have to disagree with you on, this, on the nostalgia bit okay. because I have seen both of these within the same amount of time, basically. Like I saw Friends around the same time I was watching The Big Bang Theory. So I didn't see Friends while it was coming out. <laughs> and I saw Friends right. way in, 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 the, in the late 2000s. Like, Okay. I started watching it when I was in college about like six or seven years ago. So I have a very modern view of it and I've com- I can compare it to like sitcoms that I've seen while I was growing up, uh, especially on things like the Disney Channel and, uh, you know, how they have like those like those kid TV shows like, I don't know, Hannah Montana and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, um, all those uh, those teen and tween oriented tv shows that kind of follow the same sitcom yeah i would say those are still sitcoms for sure they are definitely sitcoms but they're like kind of you know disney canned you know they're canned disney same similar situations and and i feel like it gets a little bit stale over time and i guess it was kind of a breath of fresh air when i've been used to that because i only used to have disney channel and not many other channels somehow it was weird um but moving moving on from that and like having access to a lot of other different situational comedies, I thought it was like a, a, a huge difference. And like I was really into Friends when I first saw it. And then I was really into The Big Bang Theory when I first uh, watched it, honestly. In the first couple of seasons, um, I watched it before it started to get its bad rap. 
Uh, I watched it when they were about maybe three or four seasons only. And now I don't know how many seasons there are. Like, what? Isn't it coming up on, like, is it over yet? I think it's over. Bing Bang Theory, yeah, it's ended. It had 12 seasons. Oh, my goodness. Lord. Now, the Big Bang Theory, I felt like, relied way too much on on create like social awkwardness as a as a joke you know like yeah yeah doing oh this guy's quirky he made he did a funny gaff oh he made the bazinga he did the bazinga that's his that's his entire joke and like all of the writing in the situation basically if you break it down uh and and you take the laugh track out which a lot of a lot of youtuber people have done like they've removed yeah. laugh tracks in, in various sitcoms and sometimes it can be really, it can really, really change the context the of jokes and the tone and, and, and yeah, everything yeah. about it. And, and, and sometimes it can be downright creepy. Like I saw one of, of a friend's episode where uh, Ross got his sandwich stolen, uh, the Moist Maker episode, I believe. Uh-huh. And they removed the laugh track and added, you know, it was of course, some like editing to make it seem really creepy, actually. And, you know, it's just one thing to show how important editing is. And second thing is, is to show how much some shows rely on the laugh track to really let their jokes hit home and kind of cue the audience on when to laugh. And when they did the same experiment in The Big Bang Theory, it just was depressing. Yeah. It was depressing. Like, I, I had to stop watching the little clip that I was watching because it was just like... Well, let me, let me uh, ask you this question then um, before we hit, take this home. When you yeah. compare a show like Friends to Big Bang Theory, and then you should compare the same show of Friends to a show like The Office, uh, a show I'd say roughly around the same time as Big Bang Theory, uh, would you argue? It predates it a little bit. Uh, a little, little bit, bit but not, I mean, like, so the show Big Bang Theory started in two thousand seven, um, and The Office, uh, the American version of The Office, started in two thousand five. Yeah, so it's pretty to just a touch. Yeah, but not by much. But anyway, the, yeah, the reason I bring this up is, do you think, because we all know The Office is a great, great show. Uh, near the end, it was a little bit harder to watch. I mean, everyone can agree with that, but it was still a great show overall. My question is, and it brings back a question that I asked before. Do we think that sometimes having those serious tones, the, the realism of certain relationships or the realism to life events that shows like Friends and The Office uh, have, that they're, all, they're not all just joke after joke after joke, that it makes that a great situational comedy because of those situations. For example, I would argue, and I haven't seen all of the show, and maybe someone can tell me I'm wrong, and I'm willing to listen if they tell me I'm wrong. I would argue the Big Bang Theory, the most quote-unquote drama or situation that makes things difficult for the characters are relationships in the sense of not being able to, like the main guy, not Sheldon, but the other one who is unable to tell Penny that he likes her. Oh, Uh, Leonard. Leonard, yes. Like to me, that seems like the biggest situation that they struggle with. While friends, you have multiple relationships that struggle. You have friendships that, that tend to struggle. You have people who are going through situations that are just tough, like having a child and things like that. And, and the office, you look at the situation of, of Michael. You have these serious moments where Michael, you can see Michael break this happy-go-lucky character all the time and almost be down on himself in certain moments. And, and seeing like Jim try to console that. And, and like you, you see... 
a lot of the situational part to these sitcoms really stand out in these really positive shows. They're not just all comedy. They bring some realism to certain things. Yeah. And let me give you a good, let me give you what I think is a really good example of uh, this sort of realism in specifically the office where I thought they handled it really well. Okay. And really, I guess kind of defined sitcom for me, you know? So two of the episodes that are kind of controversial where people like really like them or really hate them uh, are one, an episode called Scott's Tots and two, an episode called (laughs) Dinner Party. Now, for those who don't know, Dinner Party is about when uh, Michael is in a relationship. Well, of course, there's going to be spoilers in case you haven't seen a show from like 10 years ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The most important thing is like, it takes the situation, dinner party takes the situation of a uh, of what essentially is an abusive relationship uh, and, and, and injects comedy into it, but also kind of shows Jan having a breakdown and like yeah. having like basically a domestic spat and like the, the pure awkwardness of the situation as everybody in the dinner party is basically held hostage is, is just so palpable and so uh-huh. relatable that I think that the situation there, the actual, it puts the situation in situational comedy. It's a hilarious situation, but it's an insanely real and relatable one. uh, For sure. For everybody involved. And Scott's Todd is another, uh, Scott's Tots is another example where, you know, Michael in all good intention made a promise to a group of third graders that he would pay for their college education if they graduated high school. And believe it or not, 10 or so years later, they've graduated and, and Michael Scott is still in middle management at Dunder Mifflin, in no way prepared to pay for an entire class's college fees. So mm-hmm. the episode follows his experience going over there and telling these kids, I can't pay for your school. Like that could actually be an extremely depressing TV oh, show. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I could see that. Being framed differently, it could be extremely depressing. Like, but the way that they wrote it and the way that um, Steve Carell acted it and uh, the situation, how it was written, really lended itself to the situational comedy, a situation mm-hmm. in which you know, the comedy is, is based and written around, which I think is kind of absent in things like uh, The Big Bang Theory. And I did see it right. a long time ago, but again – could be wrong and it wasn't that memorable sure. to me well so that's, if anybody that's wants kind of to why the, me. that was kind of what this episode is about is the writing and i think i think talking about these three episodes friends uh the office and big bang theory i think provides a great example that to me uh it doesn't matter what era you come from whether it be the 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s whatever to make a situational comedy work you have to have the the solid mixture of a comedy in the situational uh, the situations that they're in. If you focus too much on one or the other, if you focus too much on the situation, you're no longer a situational comedy. You're just a comedic show. And I think that Big Bang Theory is a comedic show. Whether I think it's funny or not, that's a different story. But I would argue that it is. I would argue that it, it really does depend on the writing. Yeah, um, I think so too. It's definitely. I think everything hinges first and foremost on uh, the writing, which then informs the acting, which then informs the audience's perception of the entire right. story. 
you need to have the situation you need to have the comedy and i feel like certain shows like big bang big bang theory excuse me bing bong other, theory bing bong theory and other shows like that uh if you if you rely too much on the quote-unquote comedy of nerdiness and geekiness and one-liners but forget the situational part of the writing then then it becomes really easy to grow stale that's why friends and the office and seinfeld even though seinfeld was about nothing they had different situations constantly and that's what gives it life when you have the situations and the comedy around it that's why people love those shows it's because you don't know what you're going to get your these characters into and i think that's where the writing is so important yeah one thing i want to do maybe on next episode for sure because we're gonna be talking about jokes and laugh tracks and live audiences in that episode i kind of want to play a devil's advocate for um the big bang theory and kind of like dissect exactly how their jokes okay we can try that we can try that yeah i want to i want to like maybe rewatch a little bit and see exactly what their jokes were and see if what we're saying you know still holds up after all these years because let's do that let's do it we'll do it yeah uh final thought as we head out um how can you argue that Every sitcom has an amazing theme song. Um, Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. You hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. Like the, like every like every theme song I can think of has an amazing theme song. That's what I that's what I think too. I think they part of it has to be it, it, they, it hooks the audience in, whether it be with a cold open like uh, a lot of mo- more modern TV shows do, or just like with the um, just the super insanely catchy theme songs that, you know, predated the nineties, I think. Right. Well, I think every such, I, I, I would even argue big bang theory. has got a great intro. Um, they all do. Yeah, the I think, I, ladies I, are legit, man. Yep. Uh, I would Thanks. like to apologize <laughs> to the Todd's and to sheriff for listing pretty much every sitcom I pulled up because I felt like it was very <laughs> important. I, I know he's going to scold me as soon as we stop recording, but I felt it was very important to not leave out some of the great shows in history, even if we weren't going to talk about them. I think giving them their proper due by me saying their names was important. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Sheriff has taken a photo alongside our recording sign. I don't know how he did it, but he did. And check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Gmail. If you have a a sitcom that you love that either I didn't list or you felt like you okay, have... I don't some, know if that's possible. <laughs> it's not possible. But if you have any kind of uh, input on certain sitcoms that you feel like why they work as sitcoms or why they should not be sitcoms or or anything like that, email us as well at Gmail. All the links or, are in the description down below. If you want to defend the Big Bang Theory. Or defend the Bang Yeah, feel free. The Bong Bang Theory. The Big Bong Bing Bing Bang. Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. If you want to defend it, please do. I, I If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll accept that. But uh someone's got to tell me i'm wrong first yeah uh, and not just like you suck like yeah i want i want to hear some arguments yeah. i want a 1500 page essay well don't do that word essay on my desk by tomorrow morning I, I won't read it um i'll read on, i'll pay someone to read it check check us out on itunes spotify and podbean.com um and i think that's it sheriff uh will you accept my apology for listing every show on the planet earth well, I mean, I don't know if I have a choice at this point since you're putting me on the spot, but yeah. Because <laughs> I know you're going to yell at me <laughs> as soon as we get done. I mean, you don't paint me as some sort of hard A. I mean, I'm... <laughs> but come uh, on, listing things for like... How many did you say? 40? I said too many. We can count Seven? them. Seven? So... 
probably too many, but if, if you want, I didn't even list the, the uh, animated ones. Um, oh my God. We're going to have to go back and do that, aren't we? No, we won't. No, we won't. All right. Bless you, Todd's. <laughs> uh, this was a long one. I hope you loved it. Yes. And one, one thing about the, about the, um, the essay, I have only one thing to say about that. Bazinga. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> Bless you, Todd's. I have all, I have all the regrets. Bless you, Todd's. Hey Sheriff, you remember uh, you remember the theme song to Scrubs, right? <laughs> I just blanked. <laughs> I just completely blanked. Uh, uh, hey Sheriff, you remember that? Sh- <laughs> hey Sheriff, you remember that? <laughs> Dang you! Dang it! Stop! The delay, the delay on Discord is killing me. All right, I'm gonna shut up. Hey Sheriff, you uh, you remember that show Scrubs, right? You remember the theme song from it, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you, your voice cracked. All right, don't cut this. We're, we're good. I'm gonna do it one more time. No, right. I mean, you're going to get the file. <laughs> lingering laugh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Sheriff, you, uh, it's like an infomercial. <laughs> what are you? Has this ever happened to you before? Uh. All right, Have all right, you right, forgotten the theme song to a famous <laughs> comedian show? What is wrong? Mm. With hey, sheriff, you uh, you remember that show Scrubs, right? I'm still getting the infomercial vibe, man. <laughs> just say, just talk normal. Yeah, yeah okay, sorry, man. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I should put you. all this as bloopers at the end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>